Restoration, Revival, Reformation. This is a Renowned Faith broadcast. You can find more information at renownedfaith.com. Now, here is J.R. Darwin. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is J.R. Darwin, and this is episode one of the Renowned Faith podcast. Hopefully, you'll visit our website at renownedfaith.com. And this first podcast, I wanted to just describe what the ministry is, what it's about, what our focuses are, and give you a little overview of the next uh, several episodes. See, Renowned Faith is based off what I call the three R's. The first R is restoration, the second R is revival, and the third R is reformation. The R cubed, R to the third power. And what we'll focus on, not only in this ministry, but in this podcast, are those three core principles. And we'll ask ourselves, what is the gospel message? What is the message that we're supposed to take to the nations? See, there's a true gospel and there's a false gospel. The Bible warns us about true and false gospel messages, true and false Christ. Do you believe in the true Christ or do you believe in a false Christ? And just as there are true and false gospels in the world, so there are true and false spirits. There's the Holy Spirit and there's a counterfeit spirit. And so we'll discuss these topics and more. And we'll also talk about what true revival is. What is revival? We see a lot of different types of revival in, you know, modern day Christianity. How do those revivals stack up against the historical revivals? How do, how do our modern day revivals compare to other revivals throughout history? And ultimately, how can we tell the difference between true revival and false revival? Because there's a big difference in those. So I want to go over what exactly the three R's mean for this ministry. The first one is restoration. You see, Jesus came to restore the lost. In the Garden of Eden, we sinned, but God made a plan. He made a way for us to come back. That's through the free gift of Jesus Christ and his redemptive work on the cross. You see, so we're, it's about restoration, bringing the lost in to the kingdom. Sharing the good news with the lost. Sharing the true gospel message with them. Not the modern day counterfeits. And I've often wondered, I said, everybody calls for Christian unity. And how we shouldn't criticize um, or constructively criticize other ministries or other preachers or other doctrines. You know, it's become unpopular to talk about doctrine. It's become unpopular to talk about teachings. And whether they're biblical. They call people heresy hunters as if it's a bad word. But it's time to start questioning more, not less. It's time to start digging deeper. And forget the shallowness. Too much of our society today 
is geared towards shallowness. And that doesn't work in Christianity. We have to dig in deep. We have to go into the scriptures. We have to know what we believe and why we believe it. And so this is my invitation to you to join me on this journey, on this adventure. Come with me. Let's look at the scriptures. Let's look at what the gospel message is. Let's look at what revival is. What does it look like? What does it mean? And ultimately, how can we have discernment in a time of such confusion? Because there are so many preachers and so many different messages out there. How do we know what to believe? There are so many different ways of interpreting the scripture. And I'll be honest with you guys, I don't have all the answers. I'm on a journey just like the rest of you. And I want to take this journey with you. I believe that God has called me to be a leader and to speak out against the things that I see in the, in the churches today that are unbiblical, to bring about reformation. But before I get to reformation, I want to talk about revival a little more. The second R is revival. And what that means to this ministry is building up the saints of God, building up the body of Christ. Revival is about sparking and, and fanning the flame that's on the inside of believers, encouraging them to run the race with perseverance and diligence. It's also about lifting up um, ministers who are speaking the truth. You see, it's about revival. It's about the church. It's about the body as a whole and what their place is in this world today. Revival. So we see restoration focuses on the lost. Revival focuses on the body of Christ. And reformation focuses on the institution of the church. See, reformation is about changing the very nature of organized religion within America and across the world the world. I think about the Great Reformation with Martin Luther and how this bold man took on a giant of his day. The Catholic Church was so influential and powerful in the days of Martin Luther. And I don't even know if he knew how big of a fight he was picking when he put up his grievances. But you know what? He wouldn't recant them because they were true. The, the Catholic Church was using indulgences to pay for brand new uh, church buildings and, and so that the popes could live wealthy lifestyles. And they would sell these indulgences to the people and tell them that it was their ticket into heaven when they died. If they would just give enough money, they could buy their way into heaven. Or if they gave enough money to the popes, then they could buy their family members' way into heaven or their dead family members' way into heaven. And this was only one of the things that Martin Luther was upset about during the Reformation. I mean, there isn't, there's hardly anything as big as the Reformation within church history. I mean, after, after the foundational apostles are set up, after the canon is completed, I mean, you have almost a full rule of Catholicism, and then you have Martin Luther coming in and saying, wait, 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 I think you guys are doing something wrong here. And I actually have a list of the things that I, I think you're doing wrong and I disagree with. Do you know this could have, this, that could be a death sentence. Do you realize that back in those days? To go against the Pope and the Catholic Church? Now, I'm no Martin Luther, but I have some grievances with the modern day church. I have some grievances with the charismatic movement, the word of faith movement. 
the apostolic movement, and all these various other charismatic movements. I have big grievances with them. And I'm not going to be afraid to tell you what they are. And so we see the three R's, restoration, revival, and reformation. So the podcast will focus also on discernment, on how can we tell true preachers, or uh, how can we tell false teachers from real teachers? How can we discern what they're saying in their sermons? How can we discern spirits? You know, in the church today, there is um, a lot of confusion. And that confusion sometimes stems around the role of the Holy Spirit. So many charismatics want to say that the role of the Holy Spirit is different than what a lot of Orthodox Christians have believed for a long time. In the charismatic movement, they believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a separate experience apart from salvation. Something to be obtained after salvation. Something to be sought after to give you power from on high. And so we see already there's starting to be a division because then they'll divide up those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and those who haven't. And supposedly those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit have a special power, have a special anointing, can somehow live their lives more like Christ. But you know what's interesting about that? You look at so many of these charismatic churches and these charismatic movements and their lifestyles and their Christian walk. I mean, come on. Can I tell you that in Bible school, this charismatic Bible school that I went to, there was so much fornication and adultery. So charismatics think they're so much more powerful and, and more Christian than those without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I would, of course, argue that point because their lifestyles and the way that they do things certainly do not reflect that. One would think that since the charismatics have so much more power and so much more of the Holy Spirit than the rest of the church, that they would be able to live their lives exemplary that they would be able to live their lives without getting divorces or cheating on their spouses or beating their children or any of these other things. Unfortunately, we don't see that, though. We see so much dismay within these churches. and I mean, they mirror the world so much in their morals and in their divorce rates and all, uh, all of that. So, I'm sorry, what kind of power do they have that the rest of us are supposed to have? It seems like they have less power. Maybe they're focusing too much on this baptism of the Holy Spirit and not enough living a sanctified life. Maybe there's more power in sanctification than their supposed baptism of the Holy, Holy Spirit experience. And that's what it is. They depend on these experiences to move them through life. They're very experience-driven. So throughout this podcast and this ministry, you're going to hear me talking a lot about charismatics, the charismatic movement, a lot about Pentecostalism, a lot about the different movements that have appeared um, in Christendom in the last hundred years. And I'm mainly talking about these things because this is what I know. This is the, I came out of a Pentecostal background. I came out of a word of faith background and I experienced a lot of these things. So I can speak from experience. I've seen ministers doing fake miracles. I've seen it. I spoke in tongues for 12 years. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, tongue-speaking, Pentecostal for 12 years. 
So I know where these people are coming from, and I know the tactics that they use to deceive people, because I know how I got deceived and how I came out of that deception. And that's one thing I want to share with all, the, all my listeners. And maybe, maybe you'll listen to me. Maybe you'll at least think about what I have to say. And the podcast is going to go beyond all of that, too. I want to, I want to do a lot of different teaching and um, some various series on different topics that haven't necessarily been planned out yet. Um, but, you know, it's not always going to be just a rant from me. I also want to do, you know, some in-depth studies. And um, hopefully I won't get, get too far off track with some of the things that are upsetting me in the American church today. I want to point them out to the listeners, but I don't want to dwell on them too much. And um, we have a big challenge in front of us. Everybody listening to this podcast has a huge challenge. And that challenge is to open our eyes, look around, and look at the actual state of the American church. And when you do that, and when you dig a little deeper below the surface, you begin to see things that are very disturbing. And I truly believe that Christianity in, of, in this generation is being hijacked. It's being hijacked by people who are not true teachers of the Bible. It's being hijacked by ministers after their own greed. The Bible tells us that in the last days, people will begin to lift up teachers who tell them what they want to hear. People always do. People have done that since... <laughs> since Christ was crucified, and probably before that. They like good words. People like to tell them what they want to hear because it makes them happy. But I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what you need to hear. And that's going to be controversial at times, but I pray that you hear me out. If you have questions about something I'm saying, contact me through our website. If you want to challenge me on something that I've said, contact me through the website. I'm open to listening. I'm open, open to learning because I don't know it all. But there are some things that I have a passion about and there's some things that I need to say. And I'll say them even if I have to call people out by name, different ministries by name, different, different ministries that are propagating certain doctrines that I believe to be unbiblical. And I think that that's my, one of my duties to the body of Christ. But friends, your challenge is to take what I'm saying and listen. And think about these things. Think about the state of the American church as I give you lots and lots of examples throughout these podcasts. Ask yourself, is this, is this the church that we see in the Bible? Are these the teachers that we should be promoting? And ultimately, the biggest question of all I want you to ask yourself is, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? What is it that we're supposed to share with others and the world? Because the gospel message has been so twisted up. The gospel message has been compromised, friends. It saddens me and upsets me because it's such an important core belief of Christianity that it has the power to save people from their sin, to save them from an eternal punishment in hell. Tell me what could be more important than that, please. We have to know what the gospel is. And so many Christians think they do when they don't. That's upsetting. It's controversial. It's saddening. But some of you might just want one example. And I'll tell you one example. The Word of Faith movement, their gospel, it includes healing, physical, bodily healing in the atonement. 
their gospel includes a doctrine called confession not catholic confession but word of faith confession is speaking things into existence using your words to form a reality of your future those are not the gospel that's not the gospel message the gospel message is not going to people and telling them that jesus paid the price for your healing on the cross and that now all you have to do is accept and receive your healing physical bodily healing instantaneous healing no that's a false gospel jesus came to heal us of our sin of our iniquity to bring us close to the father and in heaven we will be completely healed we'll have new bodies we'll have a new body but to promise that to people here and now is a false gospel yes technically good news but what's the good news if it's untrue so we'll challenge some of these doctrines and healing and tongues and confession and word of faithy stuff <laughs> and uh, a lot of the other Pentecostal beliefs so we'll look at the roots of Pentecostalism also so in the next couple episodes next several episodes I'm just going to give you a little more background about myself where I'm coming from and uh, I hope you'll stick with me on this on this journey I know for me it won't be easy hopefully for you you'll get something out of it I hope you're blessed please pray for me pray for this ministry you know what I covet above all things from you it isn't money it's your prayers I ask that you pray for for me for this ministry and for the church for the body of Christ and please pray about this deception that's permeating the churches thank you that concludes today's broadcast we hope that you will visit our website at renownedfaith.com for more information about this ministry. We humbly ask for your continued prayers.